Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short, so glad to have you along with us today. As we get into the Word of God, talk about it, allow it to transform our lives. And this morning, I would like to talk about something I know is near and dear in all of our hearts, and we'd like to see more people come to Christ. Matter of fact, I think most people on this live stream would actually like to see a revival. We'd like to see a lot of people coming to Christ. Some of us may even remember or have been living through the time back in the 70s when uh, the Jesus movement, which captured in the recent movie, Jesus Revolution, and we remember what that was like. It's like people are getting saved. It seemed like every week, maybe every day, baptisms happening, adults, young people, not just children, but adults getting baptized. There was an excitement, a motivation. We'd like to see that happen again. And to do so, I'd like to make a suggestion today. And that is that we need to use every tool that can be that, that's in the toolbox. Knowing the right tools and using the right tools, that's important. This is Saturday. You may have some chores planned today. You're, I know in my case, my, I'm sure my wife has chores planned for me today. But to do the chores right, to get them done, you need the right tool. And if you're not using the right tool, you're not going to get it done. Well, I'd like to suggest today that there's a tool that we have that very few of us are actually using. We're leaving it in the toolbox. And so it's no wonder that the job isn't getting done if you're not using your tools. Now, part of what I want to say today is motivated by a uh, the recent passing of George Verwer. I've been thinking about him all week and reading some of the, going back and reading some of the books that he promoted. He wrote a book called There's Dynamite in Literature. You can find it for free online. You can download the PDF and read it yourself. And it's, a, it's both motivating, inspiring, and a practical guide as to how to use literature in evangelism. But before we get into that, I want to ask you a question. Did literature play a part in your salvation, your coming to faith in Jesus Christ? A number of years ago, I don't know, maybe 15 years ago, I happened to be doing uh, two successive weekend events. One, one was with uh, primarily people who were baby boomer age, and the other was with people who were millennial age. And I asked, uh, during the, the first retreat I had with the baby boomer aged men, and there, there are a number of them there, and I asked this question, how many of you can think back to specific Christian literature you read before you became a Christian that helped uh, helped convince you to become a Christian? And I would say about 70% of the group raised their hand. About 7 out of 10, 70% of the group raised their hand. A few days later, I was doing this group with a, a younger set of people, and I asked the same question. How many of you can think of Christian literature that you read that uh, that contributed to your salvation. Again, like this was about 15 years ago. And about two or three, 20 to 30% of the group raised their hand. Now, it's in, you can reach one of two conclusions with that. One conclusion you can reach is literature doesn't work with young people anymore. Handing out literature, giving them literature, it doesn't work. But I reached a different conclusion. And that is, we're not handing out literature anymore. 
We're not doing it anymore. It's a tool we're leaving in the toolbox. I wish I would have thought to say how many of you can even remember reading Christian literature uh, that was given to you prior to your salvation. My point being that this is something very valuable that's being neglected. And uh, in George Verver's book, There's Dynamite in Literature, he talks about that. He uses quotes such as, you know, uh, Ben Franklin, I believe it was, saying, give me 26 lead soldiers and I'll conquer the world. It was either him or Martin Luther, I forget which of them. Both of them had dynamite quotes about literature. Well, what are those 26 lead soldiers? They're the, they're the, they, they would use a printing press and they'd use lead, uh, the, the, the printing would be uh, burnt into the lead, and then they'd print. And the 26 soldiers were the alphabet. What's he saying? I can get, let me print things, and I can change the world. Great revivals in the history of America. I can't speak for the whole world, but I can say for the last 500 years, great revivals always included massive distributions of literature. Now, some would argue that we live in a time, you know, where it's the internet now. And you can, if you want to use the internet, that's fine. If you want to use social media, that's fine. It's still the idea of, of information. In, in Romans chapter 10, it says, how can they believe unless they hear? And this is a basic understanding of, of the gospel, basic understanding of information and knowledge and education. You can't believe something you don't know. If you don't know how to be saved, you can't be saved. If you don't know the Bible, if you don't know what the Bible tells about God, how can you know about God? Now you can know he's a big God and he's create you can tell some things from nature. But you can't know something unless you've been taught something. You can't know what you've not heard. And he goes on to talk about the importance of therefore we must have a preacher. How can they know what they, how can they believe if they don't know? And so many of us, me included, really wish we had uh, revival, really wish something was going on, really wish there were more souls being saved, really wish there were more uh, students turning to Christ, really wish there were more adults turning to Christ. And we decry it, we pray for it. We wish for it, we hope for it, we ask for it, but sometimes we need to do something for it ourselves. When I go to Europe, and the churches I speak in in Europe, they have something very different in those churches than the churches I go to here in America. That is a literature table. A pretty good-sized table, probably the size of like a ping-pong table, maybe, in the, right there in the lobby as people are coming in and going out. And it's filled with literature, filled with short books, some longer books, pamphlets, all designed to give non-Christians. Now, the, now, Christians can read it, and it's edifying and good for them, but it's all designed for the non-Christians. It's designed for you to give to your non-Christian friends to invoke discussion so on. Some of this is because the churches I visit there, many of them were started by Operation Mobilization, and George Verwer, this is something he believed in so strongly, literature evangelism. There's dynamite in literature. He, in, in literature. Ideas change people's minds. But they're in, in, in Europe, they use this so much more. And I rarely visit a church in America that has a literature table 
that when you go in and out of the church, you can pick things up with the idea of giving it to non-Christians. I would suggest this is a tool left in our toolbox. It's a tool we've not been using recently, and it is not the only factor, but a contributing factor to why we're not seeing more people come to Christ. We used to have a newspaper years ago called Today's Student. Today's Student was distributed on campuses around America. At its zenith, we were seeing 2 million copies of this newspaper. Sometimes we were, at one point we were weekly and at another point we were monthly. I believe it was the monthly time when we were up to 2 million in circulation. Now, the bottom line is we just ran out of money and we had to stop. But I've often thought this, this regular Christian newspaper going out on campuses, how could that have affected our nation had that continued? How would that have affected students' impression of me and the things I'm saying when I go on a campus and preach the gospel if there had been a five, six, seven thousand copies of this newspaper being distributed every week on their campus talking about the same things I'm talking about, talking about uh, God and science and evidence for God and has science has proven the Bible and why we believe the Bible and what makes Jesus unique and sharing testimonies and all of these different things addressing issues of our day from a Christian perspective. Literature, educate, literature is the basis of education. Education changes lives. How can they believe what they do not know? Well, all this is leading up to something very practical. I've written a book on this subject, and it's called, um, let's see if I can find it here, it's called Five Questions. I know many of you have read it, and, and, and occasionally I get orders from some of you uh, to, to get a, you know, to buy 30, 40, 50 of them to be distributing to your friends or just leaving them in a restaurant or someone you meet casually or in a store just to carry them with you. It's a simple little book with five questions. The questions are, uh, is there any evidence God exists? Isn't Isn't the Bible just another book? Don't I determine what's right for me? Uh, Was Jesus more than a good teacher? And isn't the Christian life boring and limiting? It's a simple read. You can do it in under an hour, but it makes a, what I believe and what others have believed, a compelling case uh, based on apologetics and evidence and reason of why every person should give their life to Jesus Christ. Um, I've, I, there, there's over 200,000 copies of this book in print in 13 different languages, and like I said, where it's used about half of that, that publication, and 12 of those 13 languages are over in Europe where they use literature evangelism any and every means to get the gospel out. I'd like to encourage you to be to consider this for yourself. It's not very difficult to leave a book somewhere, leave it in the doctor's office, leave it leave it somewhere someone could pick up and read, hand it out to someone, give it to someone. You can simply you you can tell them, "Hey, this is a book a friend of mine wrote that's made a difference in so many people's lives. I'd like to give you a copy." And that's such a simple easy thing to do, and yet it can make a difference. I know in my life I was a young teenager, and uh, I broke my ankle, and I was kind of laid up in bed for a while, and I was looking for something to read. Now, granted, today, most people would look on the internet, and this is one reason uh, my question five questions is available for a free download. And I just even think, what? who knows? You sow the seed, what can happen? If you don't sow seed, there will be no harvest. If you sow the seed, some will fall on hard ground, some on rocky soil, some on thorny soil, but some will fall on good soil. 
the more seed you sow, the more likely it'll fall in the good soil. And the more it falls on the good soil, you'll see a harvest 30, 60, 100 fold. What's the key? What's our role? Sow the seed. Sow the seed. And uh, I just wonder, even if, if every person listening here today would go to, my, go to this website, fivecrucialquestions.com, find the free PDF download, post it on your social media, and say, you've, read it yourself if you like, it won't take that long, read it yourself, post it there. Or if everyone here, <coughs> excuse me, would buy 50 copies and just start leaving them with people. Doesn't matter who they are, just people you encounter. A friend of mine wrote this book. I think you, you, many people found it really helpful in answering important life questions. You might enjoy it too. You never know. Some of the, you might give it to some people hard soil, rocky soil, thorny soil. You might give it to some people who are good soil. So I'd like to suggest that. Five crucial questions. The number five, if you're listening to the podcast here, five crucial questions.com where you can easily order some they're they're like a dollar a book and uh, plus shipping it's not expensive you can do that and where you can uh, or you could get the free download pdf post on your social media send it by email to some friends of yours let's just get, start sowing the seed and basically i'm motivated thinking the life of george verwer i'll bet you this one man this one man i would not be surprised if he personally gave literature to hundreds of thousands, if not maybe even a million people. Personally, his organization, tens of millions, maybe hundreds of millions. But he personally might have done that much. And he's left a legacy. And now that he's in heaven, I'll bet you the, I'll bet you he's seen some fruit up there, the result of his work, things he might not have even realized, but he's had an effect for eternity. Jesus said, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. All of us can be fishers of men. All of us can be sowing the seed. The sower sowed the seed, Jesus said. You don't know what kind of soil to fall on. Don't get discouraged if it falls on hard soil, rocky soil, or thorny soil. Jesus told us this would happen. Don't let that discourage you. Because if you sow the seed of God's word, some of it will fall on good soil. Never doubt it. Amen? Father in heaven, we thank you today for the good soil of your truth. And I want to thank you for examples like George Verwer, who probably may have personally given literature to hundreds of thousands of people, if not more. And I want to thank you, Lord, even for tools we have, like my book, Five Crucial Questions. And I want to thank you for the people who've been saved through reading it, who've written me an email, and how, how powerful, even while I was sleeping at night, and I wake up in the morning, and they told me they'd read it the night before and came to Christ. And and the power of your word, your written word. And I pray, Father, you'd help us to be sowing the seed of your word, your truth, Gospels of John, New Testaments, Christian literature like this book. We'd be sowing the seed and trusting you to bring about a harvest. Lord, might we not be guilty of hoping for a harvest, praying for a harvest, but never sowing any seed. Help us to do our part to bring about the revival that we deeply wish would happen. We pray and thank you and we bless you today in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. Hey, thanks for being with me today. I'm so glad to have you along. If you're new, welcome. Uh, I hope you will subscribe to the channel. I hope you will share these videos with your friends, post them on your social media. Again, sowing the seed like my book, 
uh, getting copies, sowing them physically, sowing them digitally, sowing videos like this. Let's promote the word. People won't believe what they don't know. And sometimes the more they hear it, the more likely they are to believe it. Let's sow it abundantly. Jesus said, if you sow abundantly, or Paul said, if you sow abundantly, you'll reap abundantly. If you sow, sow sparingly, you'll reap sparingly. I want to see an abundant harvest. Pray for me. Pray for me at this stage of my life to know how to sow abundantly. I'm daily uh, motivated and, and, and struggling with and grappling with how to get the word out more, how to sow it abundantly. Pray that for me and pray that God gives me ideas that will work because right now the seed's being sown pretty sparingly in our country and we're seeing the results of it. Let's turn that around. God bless you. I love you. So glad to have you along with me today. And I'll look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Bye-bye.